Living the Principles. This podcast is hosted by Latricia Smith and Phyllis G. Williams. Living the Principles seeks to expand mindsets, express beliefs, and edify excellence in hopes of building a stronger Black community. Welcome to Living the Principles. Welcome. I am Latricia, and with me is my co-host, Phyllis. Hey, Phyllis. Hello, Latricia, and hello out there, Difference Makers. In the spirit of Kumba creativity, today we are going to review some artists who made an impact in the not only the Black community, but also the world. Art is a great way to impact others. This may be in the form of music, poetry, sculptures, or plays. We're going to start with the 1930s and come closer to modern times. Latricia, are you ready? I am ready. All right, Latricia. I sang Strange Fruit, which became a theme for the anti-lynching movement. Time Magazine even named it the Song of the Century in 1999. It was brave for me to continue singing this song, which was banned from some radio stations and resulted in me being heckled and threatened by racists. This occurred in 1939. Who am I? Who is Billie Holiday? I wish I could belt out the lyrics to Strange Fruit, but you're the singer and of the duo. I was just thinking neither of us can sing. Especially like Billie Holiday or Nina Simone is also known for singing that song, too, in the 60s. Yeah, we we can't do Billie or Nina any justice. So Yes. So go to YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> go to YouTube if you never heard the song. A lot of singers and artists were activists. And one of the things that I love about people who have huge platforms is their ability to make a difference. So I'm so glad we're doing this episode. To continue with another singer, I'm going to give you the name of the singer and you tell me what their activism was. The singer, composer, songwriter is Ray Charles and the year was 1961. Well, I will not hit the road, Jack, but I will hit you with this knowledge. (laughs) (laughs) We crack ourselves up. But I I am familiar with this because of the movie Ray. He refused to play to a segregated audience in Georgia. The venue fined him for a breach of contract. And in one of civil rights history's greatest flexes, he paid the fine but didn't play another show in Augusta, Georgia, until after it was desegregated. We salute him for making a stand in what he will tolerate and not tolerate. And in a poetic, justice way, his song, Georgia, became the state song for Georgia. I remember the state having to come back and apologize to Ray Charles for how they treated him. I don't think this was touched on in the movie, but in the principle of cooperative economics, Ray Charles also made a difference as well. 
after he left the Atlantic Records, he made sure every song he wrote, co-wrote, arranged, and sometimes even recorded was owned by his own publishing company. Many artists of today are taking a page from his book in regards to ownership of your creative content. Latricia, I know you are an avid reader, so I would like to go into a literary giant. He was a leading literary voice of the civil rights movement. Over his career, he wrote over a dozen novels and essay collections, as well as a handful of plays, short stories, and poems. He became a very active member in CORE, which stands for Congress of Racial Equality, and the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee, through which he began lecturing on racial inequality at various schools and universities. While engaging in these organizations, he wrote the book The Fire Next Time, which won him wide acclaim and landed him on the cover of Time magazine in 1963. Who was James Baldwin? Yes. Latricia, what is your favorite James Baldwin book? My favorite James Baldwin book is Go Tell It on the Mountain. All right. I have to check that out. And listeners can check it out as well. Another author and poet who has made a difference bigger than I Know Why the Cage Birds Sing, bigger than the inspirational poem of resilience, Still I Rise. I didn't simply lend my presence, unique voice, or money to a cause. I took up activism. I did the work of fundraising, sending out letters, and representing the organization. I even helped found the Cultural Association for Women of African Heritage, an organization that led a protest against the death of Patrice Lumumba. My sister actually calls me Little Maya. This is Maya Angelou, 1965. Yes, it is. We're going to take it back to music, but instead of the artist, I want you to tell me the song. This song was rejected by several artists. However, it was perfect for me. I was restricted from singing anything considered radical or protest type song by my record label. I had recently started my own label. I was warned to not perform this song. People said, Marvin, do you want to ruin your career? A black producer even tried to block its release. It didn't work. The song became a chart topper and people still feel that it's powerful nearly 50 years later. What was the name of this controversial song sung by Marvin Gaye? The controversial song by Marvin Gaye is what's going on, what's going on, hey, what's going on? Excellent, excellent. Marvin would be proud. Now you know why I don't sing. (laughs) You're fair, you're fair. In 1976, he integrated men and women's wear. He was the youngest designer ever nominated for a Cody Award. What made his clothes unique was that they were designed for everyday people. And you know what else made his clothing unique? He had the foresight to be gender neutral 
some of the clothes in his line could be worn by men or women. Who is he, Phyllis? He is Willie D. Smith. And I looked at some of his clothing from the 70s and 80s. They're back in style now, the plaid. The plaid collar shirts, they are gender neutral. We spoke earlier of the power of songwriting. Well, here is another powerful songwriter. I would like for you to tell me his name. It's an easy peasy one. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday is a song written, produced, and performed by me for the Motown label. I was a social activist who was one of the main figures in the campaign to have the birthday of Martin Luther King Jr. become a national holiday and created this single to make the cause known. Who am I? Yes, indeed, Phyllis. This is an easy one and one of my all-time favorite artists, who is Stevie Wonder. And this was in 1980. It took a long time for Dr. Martin Luther King's birthday to be recognized as a national holiday. And we thank Stevie Wonder for the part he had in this mission. A picture is worth a thousand words. A painting must be worth a couple of thousand. I started doing street art in New York City in the 80s. I eventually became a world-renowned artist. In my early works, I was known for using a crown motif, which was my way of celebrating Black people as majestic royalty or deeming them as saints. Who am I? Who is Jean-Michel Basquiat? I know of him because of Netflix. There is a show called She's Gotta Have It, which is based on... The movie She's Gotta Have It by Spike Lee. And Spike Lee has done a lot for the Black culture in regards to movie making. He really has. Although we don't have Spike on our list, he really has done a lot for activism. His movies have really made some real social points. He dealt with racism, colorism. He's dealt with a lot of issues in his movies. Yes, yes. I'm glad he finally got the more wide recognition that he deserves in the recent years. He was friends with the next person that we're going to speak of. This person not only cared about systemic racism and oppression, as demonstrated by his song, They Don't Really Care About Us. He also cared about Mother Nature. People may have wondered, why is Michael Jackson, the king of pop, singing about a rainforest? He wanted to bring awareness of the dangers of pollution. What was the name of this environmental song sung by Michael Jackson? This song was the Earth Song. And it's such a sad song because people don't realize the damage that we're doing to the Earth and how animals are dying. And it's so sad, but yet it's so meaningful. So salute to Michael Jackson for the Earth Song. Okay, Phyllis, our last person for today won an Academy Award for his contributions to the song Glory. After John Legend gave the statistics of Black men in prison, 
he felt that it was his responsibility to impact the Reformation system. He teamed up with ARC, the Anti-Recidivism Coalition, to do speaking and concert tours to various prisons. Who is he? He's one of my favorite rappers. Who is Common? I'm glad to see that there's work still being done by artists in the new millennium. Yes, because that was in 2015. So there's work that was done in the past. There's work being done right now today. And yet there is still work to be done. We salute all of these people who have the platforms to be able to make a difference. And Latricia, this is normally not my lane. And since it's a special episode, we didn't discuss having a principal challenge. But I would like for our listeners to watch the photograph by Issa Rae. I believe it's going to be a great example of positive Black love. We rarely have love movies. I can't remember the last Black love movie in theaters. So please support Issa Rae on her film, The Photograph. That is a great principal challenge. And maybe in a future episode, we will talk about it and Talk about Black love. Black love is it's an important subject to talk about. I'm excited about seeing the photograph. I'm already planning to see it more than once. Okay, okay. Big, big supporter. You can be a big, big supporter like Latricia, or you can be a supporter like me. But either way, support the film. We spoke of James Baldwin earlier, and you recommended his book, Go Tell It on the Mountain. He also was known for his plays. And one of his plays has recently been rescued. Shakespeare Theater Company has rescued James Baldwin's A Man Corner from the Vault. This particular play tackles the role of the church in the Black community. I'm glad that the current generation respects the previous generation to continue to give them a platform after they're gone. Yes, I'm glad too. I think it's so important because that's how we keep people's memory alive. We keep their memory alive by continuing to make them relevant. Speaking of James Baldwin, our sole snack for today is a quote of his. I know we generally have an African proverb, but today we're going to do something a little different. Baldwin once wrote, but one can never remain where one is because we owe it to ourselves and to each other to bear witness for generations, both past and yet to come. That merges perfectly with our good news. Yes, it does. James Baldwin was a prolific person in the Black community. Well, Phyllis, that's our show for today. Until next time, expand your minds and impact your communities. Thanks for listening to Living the Principles podcast. Be sure to visit us at livingtheprinciples365.com to access the show and join in on the conversations.